Hola, Jumbo Ekabo. Welcome to the Rich Immigrant Podcast. This podcast was created to be what the next immigrant needs to thrive and what we need as an immigrant community. In this podcast, we talk about attaining financial independence, living full lives in the new countries we call home, and we'll do all that while talking about topics that pertain to the immigrant community all over the world. We'll do that with grace, with truth, with love, and yes, with great background music. So please, dance into every podcast episode with me. I'm Dio Latero, and I'm your host. Welcome. Hey, hello, hello, my people. We are back, and this is episode four. Yes, the fourth episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Like, yeah, we're really doing this. We're doing it. Um, and I'm so glad to have you listening. And so today I have a really interesting topic to talk about. And so today the question is, are you ready to invest? Um, so I want us to talk through a few steps or six steps, six questions that will help you gauge where you are as an investor. Are you ready? Are you not? Do you need more time? Do you have things together or not so much? And so I don't know about you. But let me start with the confession, right? So I'm a CPA, right, or a chartered accountant. I have degrees in accounting and business and, and a minor in finance. Yet, for the longest time, the term investing seemed a little too complex for me. Like, maybe just a little too advanced, you know, for somebody like me. And so while we may have different degrees or different backgrounds, is this something that, you know, that you can relate to? Like, have you ever thought, oh, man, you know, this, you know, Wall Street stuff, that's not, you know, that's not up my alley. And so even when I was doing a good job of budgeting and doing a decent job of even saving um, and when I got out of debt, I was still working hard, but I wasn't necessarily working smart. And... Uh, Investing was still this concept that seemed just, you know, just a little far away and too much work and frankly, over my head. And so let me tell you that I'm coming to you on this topic as a lazy investor. I don't stay up all day, all night trying to figure out investment. I don't. And so I think most people, 90% of people on this earth are probably lazy investors. And guess what? Lazy investors can win too. And so maybe another day, maybe down the line on another episode, I'll share about how my, my fear or nervousness of investing caused me to freeze for three years before I received sense and, and move forward. But that's a story for another day. But I'm just trying to tell you that, hey, been there, done that, right? So before we get into it, let me tell you a few things about investing. One, investing is not for everyone. Two, Investing is not a get-rich scheme, at least around here. I have no tips for you if you're trying to get rich quickly. I'm not, uh, yeah, not here. Try another place. Three, investing requires some level of risk tolerance, and we'll talk about that down the line. Investing requires money, right? Usually always requires money in, in this context. Of course, you can always invest time and, and, and your talent, but in this context, we're talking about money. Um... But investment does not have to require a ton of time investment. And that's something that I didn't realize. And so at some point, you know, saving cash is not going to cut it. 
your savings, if you choose to only save in cash, will lose money because, you know, at some point inflation will be higher than your interest rate. And, you know, unless you have just a massive amount of cash and you can live off of that cash, for most of us that are starting from scratch or from little and trying to grow it into, into more, we need to make investing decisions. And these decisions can seem intimidating, especially for, for people, at least for people like me that, I mean, my parents never invested in any stock market. Maybe they bought some stock in Nigeria back in the days, but no, we didn't. my parents are not investors in, in that way. So I don't have any background. And so building an investment portfolio is one of the best ways to build long-term wealth. And so I'm going to go through six questions that I'm going to ask, and you can kind of be thinking in your head, what's your answer to this? Um, and when I have a blog, we'll have these questions on the blog so you can go back and, and check it. But I'll talk through six questions that you should think about to, to, to gauge your readiness for investing. Question number one, do you have your finances in order? And what do I mean by that? Um, so have you paid off your high interest debt? So I don't necessarily think that you need to have paid off student loans that are, are at lower interest rates, um, you know, or that you need to have paid off your mortgage, for example, for you to invest or other low interest debts. But have you paid off your high interest debt? And the second question is, we talked about it last time, do you have your inv- emergency fund together? Are you prepared for the unexpected, Right. The only exception to investing while you still have debt is investing in your retirement to at least get your employer's match. So the first question, think about it. Do you have your finances in order? Question number two, do you have a budget? Um, It's great to say you want to invest, but where are you going to find the funds to invest? And your budget is a starting point for that. So if you've already got into a habit of preparing a budget and actually following the budget, then you will have found where you have extra room because you have to have make room in your budget for investment, even if it's $50 a month to invest or, or 10,000 naira a month or, or 100 pounds a month, whatever your currency is, figuring out in your budget, having a line item for investing is, is critical, right? So do you, have, do, you, do you budget and do you have room in your budget to invest? So follow your budget. Are you ready to follow a budget and allocate an amount of money every single month to investing? That's the second question to ask yourself. Okay, going to question number three. Do you know why you want to invest? Like, what are your investment goals? You know, some people get to a point where they have an overall one-page investment plan, and that's wonderful. I certainly have some a place that I'd like to be in 10 years, right? For example, financially, I don't have it all figured out, but I do have some, you know, some bullet points. But generally, before you start to invest, you do need to know what your investment goals are because they will help you determine your how and your why. So here are some questions to think about as you're determining, you know, you know what your goals are and knowing your, seeing if you know why you want to invest. So one, do you know if you're trying to invest for retirement? Do you know if your priority is getting a higher return than you're getting in your checking or savings account right now? Do you know if you're just trying to increase your income immediately? Do you know when you'll need the cash that you actually have to invest? Are you investing for the university or college expenses of of your kids or of your future kids? Do you have large capital to start with or do you have little capital to start with? 
how much time do you have between investing and when you're going to need the, the, the money from your investment? And how much time are you planning to spend on the investment process over time? And these are just some examples of questions to be thinking about that help you frame your overall investment goals. Because if you really don't know what your end goal is, then your, how you invest is, is going to be greatly impacted. So are you trying to grow wealth? Are you trying to generate income? Are you trying to save for the future? Are you trying to preserve your capital that you have today? All of those, those kind of questions determine your goals. And so first of all, do you know your goals? Do you know why you're investing? Before you jump and say, oh, I want to invest, invest, invest. Why? Right? Question number four. Do you understand your own level of risk tolerance? So let me, how am I going to break this down? So know yourself, right? Don't lie to yourself. Are you a risk taker or, or not? Like, would a huge swing in your in your portfolio value, would that make you lose sleep and freak out and make your heart beat, you know, boom, 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 a little faster? So there's a wide there's a wide range of risk in investment. If anybody tells you that uh, that an investment is risk free, they're pretty much lying to you. Let me just tell you that for free today. And so, for example, a treasury bond or treasury bill or certificate is on one end of the risk of the risk um, continuum, which is like low risk, no risk, versus um, you know investing in a startup on a, or a brand new company that may or may not return your, your capital. And so let's just back all the way up and let me explain what risk tolerance is because I think that's an important thing to understand. So your risk tolerance is the degree of variability in investment returns that an investor is willing to withstand. And so let me say that in layman's terms. How much are you willing to lose? Right. How much in how much highs and lows are you willing to ride out? You know, will you run away at the first sight of any amount of loss or are you willing to, to wait um, for the potential of, of better? And so here are some of the things that will impact what what a person's risk tolerance is. One money mindset. Again, go back to episode one and just really listen to that episode. So your money mindset will always impact what you're what your tolerance is. Very high chance that if someone with a scarcity mindset will have low risk risk tolerance, right? Because you you don't believe that there's going to be enough to grow around and and that your wealth can grow. Um, So your money mindset will impact your, your, your tolerance, your goals. We just talked about that. So for example, if you need cash for a down payment in one year, there's no point putting that cash in um, in the market. So if you know that your goal is to have used this money for, for a down payment on a house or to buy a car or something, you don't want to put it in the stock market. You want to keep it in a high yield, you know, savings account or in a CD where you can get interest. So your goals and again, your timeline for leading the cash could impact your tolerance at a point in time. Three, your age and your lifestyle. So if you're closer to retirement, you should probably have a lower risk tolerance because you're going to need to take your money out. If you're saving for retirement, you need to take your money out sooner rather than someone that's 20 years old, 30 years old, and is still early on in their career. Um, The other one is just the comfort level. And this one is one I probably want to talk about more right now. It's just comfort level, like your personality. You know, there are people that even if they're 20 years old and they have many years, they don't need the money right now. If they lose money today or they say the thing go down, you know, 10% or 20%, it 
it might cause a sleepless night, right? So just knowing your personal style and knowing your personal comfort level, I think that that will inform your overall um, risk tolerance. But in general, with investing, risk and reward go together. Remember the saying, no pain, no gain, high risk, high reward, you know, high return. That's why they coined those terms, right? And so a low tolerance investor is somebody that favors investments that maintains your original um, contribution. And then on the other side, an aggressive investor is someone that has high risk tolerance and that is willing to lose money, is willing to risk losing money for the potential of better returns. So ladies and gentlemen, which one are you? Um, low risk um, tolerance investor, more conservative investor, or are you aggressive or are you somewhere in the middle? Um, I'll say this, you know, that many websites offer free online questionnaires to help you assess your own risk tolerance and your risk, to- your risk tolerance profile. So, for example, my 401k with Fidelity has a questionnaire. And when I took it, when I logged in a few years ago, when I was just trying to figure it out, I took it and he told me that I was more of an aggressive person. I wasn't the extreme aggressive. I was second to the most aggressive. And, and so my investments kind of match that. Um, and some of these, some of these um, online questionnaires that are free will also make suggestions of, um, you know, your, your, your asset allocation to suit your risk profile. And so I'll give an example of a question that can help you kind of see where you stand. And I think by just giving you the options, you kind of get a sense for it. So if your investment account lost 10% of its value, how would you react? Option A, I'm done. Move all my money out of stocks and into cash savings. Option B, I will stop investing any new money but I would leave everything I've invested so far in my stock accounts. Option C, keep investing in stocks, homie. Who doesn't like a good deal? And so you can see that option A is probably a conservative investor. Option B is probably somewhere in the middle, and option C is more of an aggressive investor. So just know where you stand. And, and, and here's one tip I'm going to give you as you're answering these questions. You know, don't try to answer the question based on what you think a smart investor should do. Answer the question based on what is true to you, because otherwise you might be screwing yourself over, really, to be quite honest. Question number five to ask yourself to, to test, to test your, um, if you're ready to invest. Do you understand your investment options? And so there are many ways to invest, really, honestly. You can invest, actually investing in yourself is a way. Um, you can invest in stocks, in bonds, in CDs, in savings accounts, in real estate. You can invest in other companies. Um, and if you're investing in the stock markets, are you going for a long-term strategy or short-term strategy? Are you trying to make money on a day-to-day, i.e. day trading? Or are you saving long-term for your kid's college or for your, or for your retirement? So just even just having an idea of what your options are it is a starting point. And then last but not least, last question on this sixth question series of are you ready to invest is are you ready to learn? Are you ready to learn? Are you ready to jump in? If you're a lazy investor like me, you do need to spend, you know, a little bit of time learning about investing you don't need to spend several hours a day, maybe just a couple of hours a month, really. I think that that should be enough. 
Doing this will help you understand and clarify your goals on your how you're going to invest. But also investing this time could help you avoid making some expensive mistakes like, you know, I've made some expensive mistakes or just some mistakes out of fear too. And if you hear something, you know, if you hear something even on this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast, it shows me that you have some level of interest. And if you hear something, you know, just do a Google search and dig deeper or ask somebody in your world or, you know, send me a DM and ask a question. Um, so don't just sit down and, 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 and assume that all of a sudden, you know, the, the spirit of investing will fall on you. If you want to learn how to, how to bake a cake, you actually got to find a recipe and get in the kitchen or try a few different recipes and then, you know, find your own mix. So, you know, you have to at least get in there and, and, and do some bit of work on your own. So are you ready to do that? To be honest, right, sometimes I have no interest in learning more about Roth 401ks or Roth IRAs or, you know, mutual funds. And other times I'm like, you know what, you know, this two hours this month, I'm going to dig in and read it, read on this topic. And, you know, I end up, you know, doing, knowing a bit more like the other couple of months ago, I was like, OK, let me actually sit down and understand the difference between mutual funds and ETFs. And I looked it up. I'm like, oh, it's actually quite simple, but I just hadn't ever taken the time to, to find out the difference. And so to wrap this episode up, you know, I'll say that investing is important, especially doing it consistently over time, right? Saving your way to wealth in cash is tough, borderline impossible, really, for, for most of us to do it in cash. Um, and so I'll give an example of how investing has, has actually worked for me, um, when I started working in September 2009, at least I had the sense because I read on some blog that I should at least put the, the minimum percentage in my, of my salary to get my company match in my 401k. So I started doing that from day one. And then at some point, I, I relocated to the UK for work. And at that time, I, when I was abroad, outside the US, I could not save for retirement. And so from July 2015 to June 2018, pretty much three years, I did not put a single dollar in my 401k. Well, when I returned, in those three years, my investment had grown by 40%. What if I left that money in a cash, in, in, a, in a bank account, just being there in cash? It had grown by almost half over the course of three years where I added not one dollar to it. That's the power of investing. That's the power of the compounding effect of the stock market. I mean, of course, over time, you know, there's a rate of growth or rate of return of the stock market. But I wanted to give that personal example. But the flip side of example is this. In March 2020, right, um, you know, with the impact of the, COVID, of, 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 the, of, the, of the pandemic, yeah, a lot of our portfolios took a hit. And my 401k, that same 401k, lost about 25%. From my balance at 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 one one twenty twenty to three thirty one twenty twenty was down by twenty five percent, and um, it was the largest decrease I'd seen since I started saving. You know, and so it was quite a shock. And even though I consider myself a bit of an aggressive investor, I mean, I just logged in once, and then I never logged in again until um, until until the end of June. And you've seen that the market has rebounded again. And so, again, you know, the key to, to kind of sticking with, and I will talk about it in a different episode, is just holding on long term. If I took out my cash in March, I would have lost the 30 25%. Now, 
I'm only at a loss of 1%. So I, the market has really kind of made up for it over, over, over the course of the next, you know, three months. And so anyway, all of that was just to share a personal example. But um, six questions. What do you think? Are you ready to invest? Do the answers indicate that, you know, you have some things to do or, or you're fully 100% ready? Like I said earlier, investing is not for everybody, but investing is for anybody. You as well, the lazy investor or the person that doesn't really have much of a background in, in, in dealing with the stock market or whatever. You as well are positioned to invest if you want to. And one thing I want to remind everybody is that if you are already putting some money away for your retirement, you are an investor. And so by starting that 401k of mine in 2009, even though I didn't, I didn't realize it and the word investing kind of intimidated me, I was already an investor. And so are you an investor and are you ready to be more intentional about being an investor? Let me know what you think. And so, rich immigrants, we have come to the end of the fourth episode that asks the question, are you ready to invest? Let me know what you think. Let's take this to another level, immigrants. Let's make our money work for us. We work hard, but let's make our money work smart for us. Hey there. Thank you so much for tuning in to this episode of the Rich Immigrant Podcast. Before you go, I'd like you to know that there will always be room for you at this table. And as I wrap this up, I'd like to ask for your help with a few things to help support and amplify the message of the podcast. First, please subscribe. Click the subscribe button and that way you're notified of new episodes. Second, if you enjoyed this episode, please write and review the podcast. That way you're signaling to Apple that the content here is, you know what? Popping! And you amplify our message to other potential listeners. And last but not least, please follow us at Instagram at The Rich Immigrant. And as you go out into the world, I hope that you're encouraged to show up and live fully in whatever country you've chosen to call home. Ciao, bye, or devil. See you next time.